the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey, people, welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I'm your host, the Bowtie Guy, and we are once again from uh, recording from Hawaii. So you might hear some different birds and chirping and stuff like that. My crazy bird that wakes me up in the morning has not been out there talking to me today yet. So he might come out, but <clears throat> he's got a very interesting call, which uh, normally the birds at home that wake me up in the morning annoy me, but the birds that wake me up here haven't really annoyed me just because it's different kinds of birds. Uh, I imagine if, uh, if I lived here forever, it would start to annoy me but right now. It still has a charm to it. So um, you might hear some of those birds and things, but um, we are here. Looks like a little bit of rain again today. Um, and this will be my second to the last show from Hawaii. We got one more to do and we'll be back in beautiful Ridgecrest. But I'm joined by um, listener Kevin, who uh, sent in an idea today. So I had him come on the show. Go ahead and say hi to the people. How are you all doing? Um, my name is Kevin. I'm joining here. I'm going through the 12 steps with the bow tie guy and uh just looking forward to a little conversation cool so um we are as you can tell we're listener supported we get uh, ideas from our listeners which uh kevin brought this one to us um we are visited by guests by our listeners everything we do has to do with our our listeners so we really 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 appreciate all the listeners that we have and oftentimes i'm asking hey, what can we do to help the show the main thing that you can do to help the show is give us ideas and uh, join in. I love it when we have uh, longtime listeners, first time guests uh, onto the show. It's a whole lot of fun to do that. So I would love to have your stories, your ideas on the show. So please send those to bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. And uh, I'll contact you to use those ideas for either word of the week or song of the week or just the show idea. Would love to have your story, your testimony on the show. So um, if you think that yours is not worthy of being listened to, you're wrong. Just know that. And uh, give me a call or a text and uh, or send me an email. And we'll get you on the show because people need to hear your story. Another way you can help the show is by giving us a rating or a review on your podcatcher that you're using. Uh, go on to Apple Podcasts or whatever it happens to be. Give us that five star. And if you're feeling really froggy, write a review, tell people why they should listen to the show. That helps the algorithms bump us up so that new listeners can come in. And if you're really feeling like you want to be especially awesome, you can become one of our patrons and uh, go to our Patreon page. It is messituppodcast.com. Click on the become a patron button and it'll take you to our Patreon page. Or you can go the reverse way, go to patreon.com slash messituppodcast. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can help financially support the show. Uh, we don't get a paycheck. All we get is the money that comes in from our patrons, and that helps us do all of the things that we do, including paying for hosting costs and our website and all of the uh, servers that it takes to get the show out to the world. So thank you to all of our patrons. And uh, if you don't like what you're getting on it, uh, you can always cancel at any time on that Patreon page. And if you don't feel like paying for it, it's always free as well. You're welcome to just Come and consume as you want. So thank you to everybody for that. Really appreciate all of our patrons. And uh, I guess I should say mahalo since I'm here in Hawaii. Uh, one of the things I like to do on the show is have a big word of the week. It's called the big wow. 
And uh, this week, our word of the week is one that was sent to me. I, I had actually a whole bunch of words that were sent to me by a listener, uh, listener Andrew and Giselle out there. And you've heard Giselle come on the show um, many times, but they, um, they sent me some words and I was like, I think I've done these words. And I went back and looked, I was like, no, I just use those words a lot, but I haven't actually done those words on the show. So this work week, this week, our word is flabbergast. And um, to flabbergast someone is to, uh, to you know, give them a feeling of intense shock or surprise or wonder, or just like completely astonish a person. And uh, I just love the idea of being flabbergasted. Um, and I, I always used to tell people, wow, that flabbergasted me. And if you've ever had your flabbergasted, you'll know what I'm talking about. So hopefully you'll be able to use that word in your uh, uh, walking around time this week. Go out and do something to flabbergast a person and uh, give yourself some bonus points when you do it. If you take a picture of something that flabbergasts you and put it on our social media, like uh, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, uh, use the hashtag mess it up. Wow. And uh, we'll check for that. And um, if, if the algorithms work and let me get through, sometimes they don't let me see when there's less than a hundred posts on a, a hashtag. It says, we don't like to show things that are small like this because they might be nefarious. Uh, but anyhow, if I'm able to get in there, we'll give someone some coffee this week for their uh, mess it up. Wow. Hashtag on something that flabbergasts them. So I look forward to seeing that. And I do believe that's all of the uh, nonsense and shenanigans I need to do before I get to why we're actually here, which is our our show and our, our topic this week. Kevin, can you think of anything uh, that I've forgotten to say? I feel like you pretty well covered it, good sir. Well, all right. Um, I was talking to Kevin a couple weeks ago, and he mentioned this quote to me. Uh, and, and he said he had, had heard this on another podcast or something. And I was like, wow, that is a great idea. I'm going to do a show around that. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do a show around that and Kevin was good enough to give it to me, why don't we, uh, why don't we have Kevin on the show? Kevin, do you remember the quote that I'm talking about? Yes, it is. You are the average of your five closest friends. Where did you get that? What you told me it was a podcast or something. Um, what was, yeah, I how heard, did that come up oh. on this podcast? What was the gist of the uh, show? Um, it was the order of man podcast. And, uh, they're constantly talking about building your wolf pack and building a tight knit group of people that you can depend on. And it was just a, a quote that they like to have and that they kind of used to emphasize what's going on. Yeah, and how did that strike you the first time you heard that quote when they said it? What did it just wash over you? Did it really? Because when you said it, it just like my gears <laughs> halted, and I thought, wait a minute. It, the, in the context of that podcast, it, it did make me kind of take a step back and look at who I was hanging out with, mm -hmm. who I was spending time with, and trying to figure out how that made me the average of that group. And I will say at that point in time, it wasn't a fun experience. That's what I was going to ask. What did the math look like on that? Was it, was it good math? Was it bad math? Because I started doing that math and I started thinking, okay, who are my five? And 
and, and then reflecting back who have the five been, um, what, so you said it wasn't a good experience. Um, can you say more about that? And, and let's please not name names, not name. names. Uh, of course. <laughs> um, no, at the, at that point in my life, when I was listening to that, I was, I was definitely hanging out with a bunch of drinkers and partiers, not very Christian like people. Um, the Christian influence I had in my life was not very strong. I didn't have very many positive influences at that point in time. And so, yeah, I was very lopsided to the, the negative at, in, in that point in my life. Yeah. Um, where would you put yourself in that uh, thing? I mean, did it, did it hold true for you? Did it, do you think, yeah, I am that average of those people or were you, you know, bringing up the average? Were you bringing down the average? I think I was allowing myself to go to the average. Um, I was allowing that strong pull to the negative keep me in the negative. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, all of them drinking, I'm gonna go drinking with them. All of them acting the fool, I'll go act the fool with them. Right. And um, and that was early on when I started listening to those podcasts from Order of Man and Art of Manliness because I started listening to them because I wanted to make a change in my life. And that was kind of a good point to start with. I mean, it was reevaluating who I spend time with. Yeah. What was going on in your life at that point? Uh, can you share a little bit? Just give the people a, a picture of what Kevin looked like at that point. Uh, Kevin was a very heavy drinker. I think the only thing separating me from an alcoholic was I didn't have, didn't have uh, detox effects. Mm -hmm. Um and i definitely wasn't living a christian life i wasn't in church i wasn't behaving in a very good way and um it was before i had kids so i i, I wasn't even a very responsible adult i worked for a paycheck to have fun right in in a worldly manner yeah yeah and um <clears throat> so as you look now at that group because I'm, I'm looking back at at phases in my life, and I have several phases. Um, the when I was in college, you know, I had a group of five that were there uh, in elementary school. We had I, I ran with the same pack of guys from kindergarten through high school, and uh, the guy that was my best friend uh, in school is still my best friend um, today, and is you know, the, the, there's been these different groups. And when I look at where I was in those groups, you know, oftentimes like in, in high school, I was the one who was trying to bring the average up. Uh, I was trying to, you know, I was the only one of my friends in high school that didn't drink or um, have sex or anything like that. I was like the straight boy who went to church and was trying to get his friends to be better boys. And all my friends, parents you know loved me because they knew that when their boys went out on a friday or saturday night they'd come home safe because paul was going to drive them home and he was going to be sober and he would take care of them when they went out partying and make sure that nothing happened and uh then life happened i ran amok i wound up you know the good boy trying to bring up the average 
losing most of my friends because they didn't want anything to do with me when I ran afoul of the law and got myself thrown in jail. And a lot of those same friends, uh, other than, than the one, they don't talk to me anymore. They, they uh, wouldn't respond to a, a Facebook request if I made one, if I was on Facebook and they wouldn't do anything like that. And so I look and I see how oftentimes I've been in different places on the curve where I've been the one trying to bring the bell up and uh, other times where I've been like, you know, making it so that people could coast through the test because I was bringing that, that average score down. Um, has your life mimicked something like that where you've been a, sometimes an anchor and uh, sometimes a buoy? <laughs> uh, very much so. Um, I know in elementary school, I, I was a bit more of a follower. So, and much like you, my, my best friend, my brother, my number one confidant is I met, we met in first grade and in the back corner where the kids got sent when they got in trouble. That's where we met is in that back corner. Bad boys corner. And that should have been an O. Yeah. It should have been an omen because some things never change and we're still the ones we still get in trouble. It's just now we use science. Um, you know, we're constantly doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, and he's been the only one who stuck by me through thick and thin, through all of my stupidity, all of my mistakes. And there have been times where I have been the voice of reason in my friends and kept us out of trouble. There's been other times where I'm the one pushing us into the trouble because my emotions got the better of me. Yeah. And, and, and as I, where I'm at in my life right now, much like you, I've got people that, I'd love to reach out to and rekindle that friendship because it was good at one point, but the things I've done in my past, I, they would not respond to me. And yeah. it makes a, a hard realization. And, and that was the answer was for a lesson is where we use that quote. And where I'm at now is I don't really, I don't even have the five people to make up that average, hmm. but I do. I'm working on building that back up. Yeah. You know, and getting out of my little happy isolation chamber where it's only me yelling at me. Right. Right. <laughs> well, as I as I think about the ways that uh, you and I have floated and and my uh, elevation in the water, whether it was at the bottom of the ocean or up floating up top, um, it kind of makes me think of the song that uh, that you asked to do for this song of the week this week, which is uh, a song from the OC Supertones called Shepherd is the Lamb. So we're going to give the people about 90 seconds of this. Uh, let them hear it. We'll be back on the other side to talk about it and finish talking about these uh, five friends that make up the average of, uh, of who we are and um, continue from there. So right now we got 90 seconds from the OC Supertones. This is Shepherd is the Lamb. The shepherd is the lamb do you understand that God became a man? The shepherd is the lamb. Where can the junkies go when I has laid them low? Are they truly on their own? Seems like we've lost our way. Like sheep we have gone astray. Can anybody lead us home? 
shepherd is the lamb Do you understand That God became a man The shepherd is the lamb The shepherd is the lamb Do you understand That God became a man The shepherd is the lamb So there you go. The uh, shepherd is the lamb from OC Supertones. Kevin, uh, tell me what you thought about the song and, and why did you bring this song for this week? Um, the biggest thing for me was as I started the 12 steps, I've heard a lot of songs and I hear them almost like hearing them for the first time again. Mm. Um, and this one really struck me as a recovery song because it talks about those who are down and out, those who are <laughs> breaking their backs. Where do the junkies go when their high has laid them low? Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're <laughs> kind of hitting the nail on the head for some of us. And then they offer the answer. The shepherd is the lamb. God became a man. And with just a little understanding and a little asking God can completely change our life. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to not think about that, especially cause I know I'm not far in our 12 steps, but I know thinking about steps two and three, that's seems what this song is all about. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, if you listen to Supertones, this is not your typical Supertones song. Um, it's, no. <laughs> it's not, you know, upbeat and aggressive, but I think that makes it, the message stand out even more. Uh, it, it reminds me when, if, and I haven't seen a Supertone show for, gosh, 15, maybe 20 years now, uh, but they, they would always close their show with a really mellow song. You know, you'd be all hyped up and thrashed and sweating and maybe bruised or whatever. And then they would come out and they would just sit on a stool with an acoustic and do a really slow worship song. And that would just like send us off into the night peacefully. And it, it made that song really stand out because when, when a band does something different, it's more noticeable. And so because the music on this is so much not what the song is about, it really accentuates the lyrics to me and the thing in the in the chorus that jumps out is do you understand that god became a man and i like thinking about that because so often it feels to me like life is just too difficult i can't do this and i remember you know god did this and yeah god was god but he also came down as a man to go through things and in my experience when a person understands what i'm going through that's mostly what I need. I don't need, I like to be right, but I don't need to be right. I just have a, I, I feel like I need to be understood even when I'm wrong. Just please acknowledge that I'm a human, that you get what I'm trying to say or what I was trying for, maybe not what I achieved, but this was what my, my thought was. <clears throat> and that makes things so much easier for me. 
I had a student many, many years ago when I was teaching and this student was a notorious troublemaker and she frustrated the kindergarten, the first grade, the second grade, the third grade teacher <clears throat> and you know, to the point where it's just, they couldn't handle anything. And I was brought in as a consultant while this student was still uh, in second or third grade and the principal from the junior high, and we were just trying to brainstorm ideas to get this student to achieve and, and to not act out. And so when that student became a fourth grader, she was put in my class <clears throat> and we never had to send her to the uh, principal. We never had to do anything. And the thing that I realized was what she needed more than anything else was to be heard and listened to. She just needed to felt like or feel like whoever she was talking to was listening to her and just understood what her mindset was. She didn't need to be right. And she didn't mind that she got in trouble for being wrong. She wasn't, you know, mad about that. She was mad that the adult wouldn't listen. And so if I just sat down and gave her, you know, two minutes of time to explain what was going on in her mind or her heart, it was fine. And the problem was gone and she would accept whatever consequence there was willingly <clears throat> and and that just really made it you know lock in for me like people need to be heard and god hears us god gets it he, he understands when we're struggling with something he, he understands when i'm at my wits end because i can't you know i don't i, don't, I can't fight this urge anymore and, and that's the thing is as i can't fight it but he can and that's why i always say you know i try not to pray for strength i try to pray for weakness because when i'm weak God is strong for me and, and God came down to do all this for me. And he is my shepherd, but he is also a lamb. And so he gets it, you know? Yeah. Well, he gets it. I mean, he got tempted with things that we can't even fathom having to make a choice on. Yeah. And, and people like this when people, let me back up before I make these broad strokes. <clears throat> my experience has been, that people who have not been experienced in recovery, oftentimes their answer is, well, just don't. Well, just quit. Just don't drink. Just don't gamble. Just don't binge on porn, whatever it is, just don't. And, and that sounds great. I mean, that's really awesome. We should write a book on it that's one page, just don't. And that's what I love back in the 80s, you know, as an 80s kid and Nancy Reagan was like, just say no. Yep, that's awesome. But when you're living in a situation where you can't say no, or <clears throat> it, it doesn't work that well. And I, I saw that last night, there was, you know, a closet full of chips and cookies at my daughter's house. And I went over there. And I knew I didn't need any. I knew I didn't even really want any. I just felt like I had to have some and, and I couldn't say no, I couldn't just don't I did. Nope. And I felt bad. And I woke up this morning feeling kind of lousy and saying, all right, today's the day where I'm going to stop doing that, but we'll see. I mean, the day is short. It's, it's still morning in Hawaii. So I've got a lot of time to fight that stupid cabinet filled with cookies and, and chips. It's not that easy. Uh, but one thing that makes it easier is when we surround ourselves by a better five. Um, when, Correct. 
when we when we like I, I loved what you said earlier, like you were trying to find a new five or, or something like that. And I think what we want is we want that high five. You know, uh, we don't want a low five. Um, <clears throat> I have found, though, in my lifetime, I found myself looking for people that I wanted to be the average of. Like if I didn't want to be good, I didn't go try to find people who are better than me that would bring me up. I, I would go and look for the dregs and say, hey, let, let's see if we can bring this average down a little bit. I'm tired of being an A or a B. Let's let's go get, you know, get in the mud with the D's and the F's. Have you have you found that in your life where you've tried to find the five that would give you the path that you were looking for at that time? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, there's a lot of times I, I don't like to put it this way, but I found friends that made me look good. Yeah. And then, you know, but now what I'm looking for in my life where I'm at right now is I am making friends and trying to make uh, bonds with people who are much stronger Christians than me in the church mm -hmm. and much stronger um, in their faith, in their walk, you know, to help pull me towards them. Right. And then in turn, I work with the youth at the church and I'm pulling in from there to try to be a leader to them. So to take the leadership I'm getting in order to give the leadership to others and try to make a, a revolving door, I guess, in mm -hmm. an upward manner. <laughs> right. Uh, just trying to <clears throat> perpetuate positivity. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, I've heard and I've said before, you know, a lot of people like, well, you know, Jesus hung out with sinners. So it's okay for me to go hang out with sinners. And, and I should be, you know, hanging out with these people. Don't tell me I can't have these friends just because they're bad. Jesus would like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Jesus was also, you know, Jesus, the shepherd becoming the lamb. And he yeah. could handle that situation. And once we get stronger, yes, we do want to be able to associate with people who will benefit from our mistakes and who will be able to lean on us for a little bit of strength. But <clears throat> when I'm at rock bottom, I'm no good to anybody. Um, I need to have people who will pick me up from there, not people who will cling to me and say, no, 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 stay down here. You're keeping us warm here and, and huddling for, for warmth in the, the gutter. That's not what we need to do. And that's not what Jesus is asking us to do. And yeah, we need to get it. We can't just stay in our ivory towers. We've got to get out there. If we're, if we're going to seek and save the lost, we've got to find the lost. You don't find the lost sheep in the middle of the you know, herd. you got to go out there and look at the edges of the meadow yeah. for them. <clears throat> but that's not where we should be living. You know, we should, no. we should be living with the herd and finding those sheep and bringing them back in as they stray, but not just be, because if we're always out there with a the lost sheep, we're a lost sheep. You know, the, the shepherd's like, Hey, where did Paul go? Oh, he's out there looking and air quotes, you know, looking for those lost sheep. Um, and we've just got to make sure that we're strong enough. I remember when I was in school, we used to have to do this water safety thing as school would come to an end. The last thing in PE we did in junior high was, we did a course on swimming and we'd go to the pool that was right next to the, the junior high school. Cause I went to Monroe. So we had penny pool there and we'd go swimming 
for PE. And they make us do this water safety thing. And they talked about the fact that if you aren't a strong swimmer and someone's drowning, you can't go out there and save them. And at some points in life, we have to do the difficult thing and stand on the shore and listen to a person drown. And if I'm not strong in my recovery, yeah. I can't jump in and try to, because that person will just cling to me and drag us both down. And now we've got two people who need saving instead of just one. And it might not yeah. be for me to save everybody. I have to make sure that I'm solid before I can save anybody else. Yeah. For me, you know, with my drinking history, it's not a wise idea for me to go to a bar. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know. it it's a nice idea, but yeah. Uh, we, we were watching a TV show and it had uh, one of the main characters is an alcoholic. And they said, come on, just have one drink. He said, I don't have just one drink. You know, that's not why I don't drink to have one drink. I drink oh. to get obliterated. <clears throat> and, and that's a, and it doesn't have to be with alcohol. You know, whatever our hurt or our hang up or our habit is, that pull can be just as strong. And, and sometimes it can be difficult to understand why a person just like, well, no, just look, I don't have to have a beer at night. So you don't have to have one. It's like, yeah, well, what, what is it that I have to have? You know, what's calling to me? It, it doesn't have to be your addiction. It doesn't have to be your hurt or hang up or habit. I've got my own and those pulls are just the same. They're just, you know, they might look a little different, but the idea behind them is all the same. It's, it's Satan trying to trip us up and pull us down to huddle for warmth in a cold gutter. So um, you talked about building your five now. What, what are you doing? What can a person do, do you think, to try to improve their five? Well, I'm not like most people. I'm doing things my own way because I'm stubborn. <laughs> but I've still got my best, I've still got my, my best friend and, and he's still who I go to. Uh, he's one that I talk to to help me remember certain things from my youth. Um, I made a choice when I got into some trouble and I made a choice to seek help. And that is how you and I came to be a little bit closer. Mm -hmm. And one of the pastors at the church and I became closer in the same way because I needed help. And, you know, at this point, he, I consider kind of both of you in my five because of we're building relationships and, you know, working through issues together. And I'm just trying to be careful because I did put myself in an isolation chamber where I, I really didn't have anyone. I wasn't talking to anybody. And I, and so how do you be the average of one? Yeah. You don't, there is right. no average of one. Right. And uh, in science, there's a, a, a thing. It's, it's a feedback loop and, and they need both a positive and a negative input, not necessarily inherently negative or positive. They just need two inputs to maintain a balance. Yeah. And if you're in an isolation chamber, you only have one input and it's going to spiral out of control, just completely and utterly out of control. Yeah. And so now I'm working on getting my two feedbacks back in my feedback loop to 
try to create some balance in my life. And, and I do have a couple of people I talk to that actually not, not even planned, but they do give me a pretty good balance. They give me two sets of advice, not, not necessarily good or bad for me to one of them, but they're different. Mm-hmm. And I'm generally able to take the two of them and make a pretty good solution out of it. Yeah. And that's where I'm at in my journey right now. Yeah. I think that, that, one of the things that you said is, you know, I heard you say, uh, I don't remember if you said the word exactly, but the idea was choice that you were choosing, you were making decisions. And I think that's really a critical point in it is to make decisions. And, and sometimes it's okay to have an acquaintance, yes. but maybe that person doesn't need to be the person who's feeding into your life at this point. And, and we can all grow from that. And <clears throat> if my goal is to save everybody else, but I don't get myself saved, I've missed the goal. Because, you know, recovery, I was telling people that's the place where you want to be selfish. You know, get yourself sober first, and then worry about bringing other people along. Because really, we can't do anything for anybody else. That, that first, I love the first question in the first lesson of CR, you know, what are you you know, what can, can you control? What are you in control of? And, and the answer is really not much. My reaction to things. And, and I, I'm not even in control of myself because I lose control of myself. And I, yeah. I make these choices to do the bad things. So um, <clears throat> I just need to always be looking and, and think, who are those five? And I, I hadn't looked at it until you said this, that, you know, the people, I always thought, okay, well, who am I surrounding myself with? And I, I try to surround myself with people who will, challenge me who will disagree with me from time to time but who will also love me and, and doing it in a loving way but thinking about who that five is and what that average is it, it's really given me an opportunity to think about the people that I do surround myself with and and who am I trying to associate with more and who am I maybe do I need to associate with less and uh, it's been a good a good experiment a good uh, activity exercise for me to go through to examine these these people, and I think overall, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with my five, uh, and but I'm glad that I'm, I'm able to look at that. And and I think, you know, part of recovery is is taking that daily inventory and looking and making sure that things are good with, you know, with the people that I'm with as well. So, so it's been good. Yeah. Any parting shots before we uh, before we put a bow on this thing? The one thing that kept coming to mind as you were talking. Is in the air. Shut air, up! Uh, no, <laughs> only on Tuesdays. Um, no, on on the air airplanes when they're giving their safety thing, they always tell you to put your oxygen mask on first. Mm. And the whole point of that is because if you don't take care of yourself first, you can't help your neighbor. Yeah, because especially in that scenario, the oxygen goes away so quickly your cognitive ability is just tanking. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you might get a mask on someone else, but by the time you get to yourself, it's too late. Right. So as you said, it's time to be selfish. Well, right now I got to get myself straight. Otherwise I can't save and help the other relationships in my life. Sure. Yeah. So. And ultimately then we, we want to, and then, it just all feeds itself. Gravity, you know, is always there. And if we don't have people to help us up, 
we're gonna continue to to slide down until we hit bedrock so yeah good deal well thanks for bringing this kev thanks for for being on really appreciate it um thanks for asking all you listeners out there it was just kevin is still i'm watching him on on the zoom call here and he has not died um parts have not fallen off of his face or anything like that this was not a, a painful experience for him so it can be just that easy for you as well. So if you have something that you'd like to talk about or you'd like us to talk about, send me an email at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com or you could shoot me a text. The phone number is 760-608-1942. Uh, give me your ideas or if you just need to talk. Uh, we don't want people to struggle alone. We want to be uh, part of your high five. And I encourage you to go out there and not get flabbergasted with the world, but find a high five that can lift you up and keep you going because uh, we love to have you here. Don't forget to give us a rating and a review. If you want to become a patron, go to messituppodcast.com. Click on the become a patron button. As little as a dollar a month can help uh, financially fund the show and keep us going. We really appreciate all you do. Share this with your friends. Use the hashtag messituppwow when you get flabbergasted and we'll look for someone to give some coffee to. And <clears throat> I don't have anything else, so we'll see you next time. We mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.